How does success happen? How is a failure overcome? Every entrepreneur has a story to tell. On the Life's Risks and Rewards podcast, we invite local entrepreneurs for a conversation about the challenges they've faced and the successes they've earned. Hello, I'm your host, Patrick Chamberlain, and we are back with another episode of Allen Insurance and Financial's Life's Risks and Rewards podcast. I'm here today with Noah Kleiner, the owner and founder of Equinox Guiding Services here in Midcoast, Maine. Noah, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. The weather here in Midcoast, Maine has been beautiful this past week, and I've really enjoyed the, uh, the fall foliage. Yeah, it's been spectacular out there. So Noah, tell me about your business, Equinox Guiding Services. Yeah, we um, started about six years ago now, and we do rock and ice climbing here in Camden and Acadia and Grafton Notch. And then we do a lot of a lot of different things around that. But that's how, the general gist. <laughs> how long have you been uh, have you been climbing for? I've been climbing for probably around sixteen years now. I started with an hour bound trip um, when I was sixteen, and then. Um, and then I went to, when I went to College of the Atlantic, I started climbing there as well in Acadia. And then kind of just like, it's all I ever wanted to do from then on. <laughs> well, I know there's a bunch of different types of climbing. So yeah. what's your favorite out of all, all the um, different ways to climb? Yeah, I like uh, trad climbing and multi-pitch and I love the slabs of Camden. I think they're just like spectacular, cool climbing and, but there's all there's it just depends on how I'm feeling too. Like right now I'm so sick of rock climbing and I'm ready for ice climbing. You're ready so for it. That's the beauty of what I do is like, I get to change the sport a little bit and you know, it, it modifies to where I'm at. <laughs> well, I'm guessing people have always climbed in Camden down by McGunnacook yep. Lake. And, but over the years, it does seem like the traffic's increasing that it's becoming like a more popular destination place to come climbing. Yeah, it's especially during pandemic, it was like kind of crazy down there, but it's still pretty unheard of. Like it's still a little, you know, remote out of the way crag that not a lot of people go to. When people think of Maine climbing, they think of Acadia, but Camden's like a lesser known spot. So if you go to the top of Otter Cliffs on any day in the summer, there's going to be eight guides there and there's going to be seven recreational parties. You go to Camden and it'll be me and somebody else. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And if the other person's there, I probably know who they are. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty wild. So. Yeah. And you've been able to enjoy the foliage here this last few weeks. I'm sure it's beautiful up there. Oh my gosh. It's spectacular climbing weather right now. So let's start with someone who literally has never climbed before, has no experience and they reach out to you and they're like, Hey, I want to go climbing. Like, what do you suggest for them? What does that look like? Yeah. So we have half day course. So we meet down at Barrett's Cove beach. We outfit you with all the gear. So shoes, harness, helmet, and then we walk up to the cliff and, um, we explain the whole system. So just how to top rope, how to climb, how strong the system is and sort of everything that that entails. And then we climb and we start off really, really basic, just sort of like a the grading system i could explain that but start off really easy and then we just gradually get harder and learn how to trust the system because that's the hardest part is trusting your life off the ground that high so we really like i don't ever think of myself as a climber but more as a teacher and an instructor of the sport of climbing and making sure people feel safe feel comfortable and getting stoked to be out there 
Yeah. Yeah. It's all about building that repertoire with the client and having them understand exactly what's going on so that they feel really comfortable in that vertical high terrain. And if I remember correctly, we were talking before we, we started recording. I used to live out in Utah and I had a friend that was really into rock climbing and there's a little bit of an investment if you want to get into it yourself with the gear, not only just the skill and knowledge, but like the the gear for it. So the advantage of using a guide is you must have all the gear. Yeah, we have all the gear. Yep. And I think the other big advantage to those folks that are learning, like um, I get a lot of people that come in that have a little bit of knowledge and they want to learn how to set up top ropes. They want to learn how to lead. They want to learn how to do all of those things. And right now in the climbing world, there's a big mentorship gap. So there's a ton of new climbers, but there's not enough old climbers to teach those new climbers sort of the things to go along with. So I've created a bunch of courses that sort of help that cultivate in people. And I think the other really big advantage is that you're going to get a lot of climbing in. Like if a new climber comes to Camden and they have to read the guidebook, they have to figure out where to go. They have to figure out which routes are good with me. You're going to get like five to 10 pitches in a half day. And it's pretty amazing how fast we can move with a good climber and how efficient we can be just moving through that terrain. Now, do you usually go out with, with small groups? Yeah, we only offer private full and half day trips. So it's just whoever it is. And then a guide for that day or full or half day. And that just allows us to really meet the customer where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they are coming in with a lot of experience or no experience, then we can customize and tailor the trip to their, their needs. So when did you make the decision that you were going to take this full time and start, start a business? Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. My friend, John and I actually started it together on John Siddick. And, um, we basically were just in the climbing gym at the Y and, thought of this idea and the need was there and uh, the possibilities were endless. So we just kind of created it and we're like, let's see if this works. And insurance came back really cheap and we were like, okay, let's see if we can make this work for the first year. And for the first year we broke even and we were like, wow, this could work. And I got a really big contract the first year with Hurricane Island Science and Leadership Foundation. And that's sort of been our, our bread and butter throughout. Like we've, they've supported us and we've, like always supported them. And that partnership has kind of gone throughout the six years. So then everything on top of that was gravy. And yeah. it was like, okay, so here we are. We're now, what can we do next? Where could we fit in here? Where could we work with an organization there? And it's just like, I've just worked really hard at it. <laughs> the first two years were like breaking even. We made like a little bit money the next year. Third year, I was like full time. That's all I did. And, um, the I think it was the fourth year is when I bought out John, third or fourth year. And then um I've been doing it full time ever since then. Where do you see like the next 10 years going? Yeah, I've been thinking about that recently. <laughs> um last summer we offered a summer camp and that was like huge for us. It's a lot to take on, but the desires there to bring the climbing to those kids is like awesome. So I see it growing there and I uh, see just more guides out in the field and uh, trying to step back a little bit more for me, taking on the things that I really want to do and not trying to like 
uh, work my face off all the time uh, is kind of my goals with it. Yeah, and, not enough hours in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I saw on the website you have a few guides. Yeah, we had five guides this year. Some came in and left, and but there was a bunch that are still around the whole time. Now, do some of the guides, they just live in different parts of the country, different seasons, chase the, yeah, the I, dream? I have um, this guy from Texas, Brandon, um, who Gibbons, who's a musician. Mm-hmm. He plays like a bunch of weddings and uh, he's in Texas in the summer. It's like the worst. Um, and his parents actually live in Hope. So he came up and stayed with them and, and worked for me for a couple of months. And I think he'll come back next year. And he's talking about moving up here to Portland, which is cool. That is cool. And then, uh, yeah, I have uh, this guy Slade, who um, he's a rigger for like big oil places in Alaska. And so he kind of bebops around, works like two weeks on, a week off sort of thing. And so he came out for a week this year. And then I have a bunch of local people that work for me. So I have uh, Willow from the high school and she's awesome. She has just come up through the ranks. She did um, trekkers for a long time and just really got into climbing and then hired me a bunch. And now I've kind of like taken her into the fold and trying to build that up. And then um, Andrew Marshall, who uh, is a farmer in Montville. And then he also works for Colby, teaches a bunch of their farming classes and that sort of thing. And then um, helps me out wherever I can, wherever I can rope him into helping me out. I try to get him in there because he's awesome with the kids and just, just loves it. That's great. Yeah. It's good to see all the excitement on it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What would make the climbing and guiding industry better? What is one thing that just, if everyone could improve on that one thing, what, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. I think just like collaboration, like it's a pretty, as businesses go, there are a lot of businesses that are just like, we're doing this thing. We're not working with you. We're like, these are our clients. Like this is our domain. Right. And it's that ego piece. I think a lot of climbers have that, but I think if we work together a lot more and like really built the climbing in Maine and in the country, it could really go really far, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff in the climbing industry. So it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place to, to be for sure. And I'm not at the forefront of it at all. I'm over here in Camden doing my own thing. Yeah. Which is on the front fun. lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this pivots off that question. What's one thing, you know, now that you wish you'd known, you know, six, seven years ago when you started out? I wish that I knew I'd get to this point. Like, uh, had no idea it would become what it is now. And I'm just really proud of it and really proud that the community supports me all the time. Like I work with all these cool organizations. I work with Midcoast School of Technology. I work with Sundog and offer all these after school climbing programs to fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, working with Hurricane. Like all of those things were my passion before, like working with kids in the outdoors. And now I get to like mesh that into my other passion, which is climbing. So just knowing that now and just like how amazing that turned out to be, just like following that path was, is pretty cool. And just like how it's worked out <laughs> is pretty amazing. Now, so. when you're outside all the time, you must not climb in the gym much anymore, or do you? I don't go to the gym very much now. Yeah. They have a nice one in Portland, don't they? Evo or Eva? There's two in Portland. There's um, Salt Pump, which is, I think it's in Biddeford. Yeah. And then Evo's in Evo. Portland. And there's a new one up in Trenton called Volta. Okay. That just opened. And then um, 
University of Maine at Orono has a small one as well. It's very humbling going to the climbing gym uh, and realizing how much upper body strength it takes Yeah, like in the gym, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Going up the straight wall. Yeah. The gyms are really steep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Camden, we're lucky we have, it's all slab, right? So it's never really super vertical. So mm -hmm. it's a lot about using your feet and trusting the rubber on the rock and not doing a lot of like pull-ups with your arms. Um, and that just makes it so much user-friendly than the gym where it's like, oh, I have to do a pull-up the whole time. Yeah. So would you say that the Camden Hills, uh, the climbing gear is really helpful for beginners? Yeah. I think it's one of the more user-friendly places in the state of Maine. It's just so accessible to walk mm -hmm. five minutes up a trail and be at the base of the cliff and be able to be two or three pitches off the ground on some easy terrain that can really like that experience is just amazing. So let's talk about ice climbing. So is that a progression thing? Like we, you'd never just start out ice climbing. You'd want to rock climb first and then ice climb, or could you just say, I'm going to go ice climbing with no rock climbing experience. You could just come ice climbing. Yeah. yeah. It's a totally different sport. The system is the same, right? So the ropes, the harness, the helmet, but then the style, the way that you climb is totally different. So you're using ice picks and crampons and just kind of sticking them in the ice as you go. And that technique, once you learn the basic technique, you can climb all the way up to water ice four, five, if you really wanted to. So it's just about like setting yourself up for success with the small, like easy terrain. And then it progresses really quickly. And the grading system's a lot smaller than in rock where it's a bigger, a bigger grading system. So when you're sticking the pick in the ice, do you have to like test it first, like hammer it a little bit before you put all your weight on it? Like, do yeah, you, is there a way you must test it first? Yeah. I like, uh, it's all about the flick. So if you think about throwing a dart at the wall, that's the same thing that you're going to do with the ice axe where you're just kind of flicking or throwing that dart into the wall. And then it sort of goes into place and the, placement of the pick is really important. So we're looking for the like divots in the ice and not the, the concave, not the convex points. And, um, it'll, it'll go right in. And then once it's in, I'm like pulling down on it and just testing it to see how strong it is. And they're really strong. Um, I, you can clip into them and they'll hold your body weight. They'll hold, uh, they make these little things that you can put in the ice and hammer them in. And they're really strong as well. So yeah, I've had them pop out before, but as long as you're pulling straight down on it, it stays in place really well. It sounds wild. It's an amazing sport just because it's totally unique. It's totally different. It's an amazing way to get outside in the winter and our winters are getting better and better for ice. <laughs> they're not getting better for skiing, but- Which they're... I'm disappointed about because <laughs> I'm a big skier, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we like last winter was just a remarkable winter where we had ice for a long time. Those, those warm, cold spells just builds more ice in the Hills, which is so spectacular. So yeah, we're, it's a really unique sport and just like, you know, you can go over to Grafton and, and have an amazing day and then go hit Sunday river the next day, which is super cool. And, um, here in Camden, we have the same thing. You can go to the snowball and get some laps in and Come out for a half day of ice climbing, which is, I don't think many people are doing half days of ice climbing, which is pretty remarkable. Now that we can do that right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's great. I want to ask you some questions that are kind of away from climbing. Cool. What have you read or listened to recently that, that inspired you? Oh, like a book or a podcast. Yeah. I'm reading Thich Nhat Hanh Anger. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No. And it's just a way to deal with frustrations and anger in life. He's sort of like a meditation Buddhist sort of traditional mm -hmm. uh, teacher. And um, he's just been one of my teachers over the years. And really, I've gained a lot from that, his perspective about life and everything that goes into it. So it's a recommended read. Yeah, especially if you have some like <laughs> anger frustration yeah, issues. Yeah. Yeah. You can read that and then go hammer the ice pick yeah. into the ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's one thing that you really want to learn how to do? Oh, want to learn how to do. Uh, I've been playing the ukulele lately, so I'm trying to learn how to do that a little bit more and cultivate that some more, which is a totally different thing. That's awesome. Most yeah. of the guests that I ask that question to, it's a musical instrument. Really? Yeah, I've huh. had a few that have been piano. There's been huh. like two that have said, learn how to play piano. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's funny. That is funny. Well, that's great. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, thanks. Will you please let the listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, you can um, head on our website, equinoxguidingservice.com. Yeah, or just find us on Google. Um, we're kind of all over the place, Equinox Guiding Service. Yeah, Instagram, Equinox Guiding Service. We're on Facebook as well. We're on Yelp. We're on TripAdvisor. We're on all of it <laughs> out there on the internets. <laughs> yeah, and you've heard it here. Check them out. Like and follow and, uh, and book a trip. Well, thanks again. And thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you all for listening. This is your host, Patrick Chamberlain. At Allen Insurance and Financial, we offer insurance and financial planning products that help individuals, families, businesses, and organizations of all types navigate life's risks and rewards. For more information about this podcast, the services we offer, and the great team of people who offer them, visit allenif.com slash podcast. Until next time.